0: Good morning, Maranatha. We welcome you to our Sunday morning worship service online. Amen. (laughs) Welcome, Holy Church of God. Welcome uh, to our web congregation today. If you've congregated around this website to receive this Sunday morning message, we welcome you today. Amen. Uh, I just wish we could have an entire Praise and worship service before the message today because I've brought uh, the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Amen. Well, I'm not in a church today, but I'm in the house of the Lord because the Lord dwells in this temple. Hallelujah! Somebody said one time in light of that 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 the church is where the temple goes to worship. Praise God! Uh, certainly, God meets with us, manifests Himself to us when we. We come together uh, to worship him uh, and th- in this gathering together there's a special blessing a special manifestation of God for where two or more gathered in my name there am I in the midst of them it's not because when he sees three of us together he shows up it means when three of us come together we bring him praise God so we bring the sacrifice of praise today I just thank the Lord for you every one of you I thank God, for for everyone in our our physical congregation, I miss you. I can't wait to see you personally again. Amen. One of our congregants said the other day, can, can Brother Venable put up a video or something? And there's not room on our website for a full sermon on video, but maybe on my wife's Facebook, I can at least have a short message and, and, and connect with you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, one thing is for sure. Uh, We are meeting together around the Word of God to worship the true and living God today, to magnify and glorify Him. Hallelujah. So I hope you brought the sacrifice of praise in your heart to give to the Lord today. Amen. Uh, We're going to be talking about a subject today that I believe is so important right here and right now, and that is praising our protector praising our protector we plead with God for protection in prayer but there's a point in prayer when praise turns when pleading rather turns to praise there is a point in prayer when pleading turns to praise if the pleading doesn't ever turn to praise then we have never prayed the prayer of faith we've never trusted him to a degree that we may find rest and peace in him but when pleading turns to praise (laughs) then, then answers are coming answers are going to be manifest because we have exercised our faith in the Lord we've met his requirement for faith you know the Bible said in Hebrews 11, They that come to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. I'm often reminded of the story as we warm up to this message of praising the protector and get ready to get deeper into it today. That at, at midnight when Paul and Silas were in jail and, and they were being held... Uh, uh, held over uh, really they wanted to kill them and they were being held over and at midnight they did something the bible said they prayed and then they did something else and sang praises unto God now if, if they had still been pleading for the answer instead of praising God God for the answer, pleading for protection instead of praising the protector. I believe that everything could have went in another direction, but they didn't do that. You know, the scripture said, as your faith be, so be it unto you. And if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And whatsoever things we ask in prayer, pleading, Whatsoever things we ask in prayer, believing, we shall receive. Praise God. Amen. I I believe today that it is time. I have pled for protection for myself, for you, for my family and your family. But I believe it's time right now to praise the protector. I believe he's heard. They that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder, so it's time for prayer and pleading in prayer to turn to praise unto God, number one, not just for protecting us, thanking him for protecting us, but praising him because he is our protector ascribing unto him the the loving kindness and the faithfulness and the watch care that he gives us you know the bible said in first peter five and verse seven amen that we're to to cast our care upon the lord because he cares for us in 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 the amplified it would read like this casting all of your care the whole of your anxiety, once and for all. That's the key, friend. Once and for all upon Him, because He cares for you and watches over you affectionately. Praise God. The the unfailing love of God. The unending love of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. The the peace that passes understanding and the love that passes knowledge. Praise God. Amen. I, I want to read you a story before we go to Psalm eighteen on this subject praising our protector. This is a true story, and it's about a hunter who is out not just hunting but enjoying the quiet of the forest. And he said, and I quote, The muffled, distant sound had broken the quiet reverie of his walk across the meadow. Evidently, he wasn't a hunter uh, per se. He was just walking in the woods. The sharp barking of a dog almost irritated him. It was abrasive in that tranquil setting. As the barking grew louder, his eyes scanned the meadow, looking for the culprit, Suddenly, a small doe broke through the edge of the woods. Now he understood. Leaning against the fence post, the man watched with compassion as the doe cut across the broad expanse of meadow. She was running straight toward him. He stood motionless, not wanting to add the fear of man to the animal's frustration. As the frightened deer leaped the fence, she staggered. The chase had taken its toll, her wet coat gleaming in the sun. The doe stopped, took a few steps in one direction, then ears held high, looked back at the sound of the barking hounds. The dog had broken through the woods, eyes wide with fright, seemingly confused and worn out. The doe surveyed her surroundings until she discovered the man standing beside the fence. Looking back again at the dogs in hot pursuit, then at the expanse of open field before her, she turned weakly and walked straight toward the man and buried her head in his jacket. Compassion filled his eyes. She had found a protector. He picked her up, raised her to maturity, and set her free in strength. She was delivered, protected, that very day friend of mine have you found a protector today can we depend on him is he trustworthy if the answer is yes then it's time to stop pleading and start praising amen not just thanking him for protection but praising him because he is our protector The scripture said at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed in the book of Acts while in prison with the doors locked and then they sang praises unto God. See, there's a time when the pleading for protection stops and the praising him who is our protector begins. And that's when faith takes hold of the answer. And the answer is not just the protection, the answer is Him who protects us. Amen. That's why David said, Thou, O Lord, in the Psalms, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me my glory and the lifter of my head while they were praising and they were praising loud it said everybody in the prison heard them praising they may not have heard them pleading but they definitely heard them praising and the bible said that god shook that prison And the doors came open of their own accord. Hallelujah. I tell you, I believe God wants to shake any prison that you and I may find, uh, particularly the prison of fear. I believe he wants to shake that dark dungeon of defeat and depression and fear and Cause those those bars to that hold us back to be broken and those doors to be flung open, those locks to be broken today. As we begin to, yes, pray. You know, the Bible said that, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. But there's a point in prayer when pleading turns to praise hallelujah praise god david who found refuge in god when pursued by his enemies discovered the compassion and sufficiency of his protector and he composed a song of victory in Psalm 18. Now, there's 50 verses in Psalm 18. And we don't have time, frankly, today to get into all of those verses. Amen. But I, it's it's good homework. But here's, here's a point I want to make. If you have your Bible and look back to Psalm 17, it says a prayer of David there's the pleading for protection but in psalm 18 you see a praise for the protector <laughs> hallelujah now, i'm going to be read the inscription above psalm 18 it says to the chief musician a psalm of david the servant of the lord who spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, (laughs) that's what Psalm 18 is all about. I read the inscription which precedes this psalm because it gives us some insight into the background for these verses. As the inscription states, this psalm was originally a song That was written to glorify the Lord and to honor him for delivering David from King Saul. You see, during the time of David, uh, during the time David was running from Saul, he was in constant danger of death. Now he's been delivered from his enemies and he lifts his voice in praise to the Lord God who has given him victory. This is David's song. But you and I have a song of victory to sing as well. Hallelujah. Don't we? Don't we today? Hallelujah. Amen. Don't let the devil steal your song. That song is so important. You know, when they went down into captivity, when Israel was taken into captivity because they were disobedient to God and they were they were going down into Babylon to, to enslave, amen, As slaves leaving their own homes and homeland, the the first thing their captors ask of them is, we would hear a song of thee. They were notorious for their singing, notorious for their praises of God, notorious. That's why the feast is, is all about praise and worship, the feast of tabernacles, the feast of trumpets. Hallelujah. It, it's, it's a time of great celebration of the, for the faithfulness of God to be our protector. When we were saved by the Lord, he gave us victory over our enemies also. Now we who were hounded and in danger of dying without Jesus, we have been saved, delivered, and set free through his grace. Since we've been saved and delivered from the snare of the enemy, we have every reason to begin to praise God as our protector for He loved us enough to give His Son to praise Christ as our protector. For He loved us enough to give His life on the cross. So let's look at the first stanza of Psalm 18 in this praise to the Lord. It said, I will love Thee, O Lord, my strength. I told you we wouldn't finish it, but let's at least get moving down into this psalm. I will love Thee, O Lord, my strength. At the very beginning, the psalmist makes two great and profound declarations. First, he declares his love for the Lord. Second, he declares his absolute dependence on the Lord. He seems to be indicating that he will live his life with these two great themes always before him. And the New Testament speaks of faith when it it says that faith worketh by love. And the word love in the Hebrew here means to love deeply, to have tender affection. It means literally to fondle. It carries the idea of hugging. <laughs> Amen. Oh, a friend of mine. Amen. We are told not even to shake hands, let alone to hug, but but I don't know if we can help it. <laughs> Amen. I know one thing in praise and worship. When I worship with deep devotion from the heart, it's as if I'm able to literally hug. The Lord. Amen. When I see Jesus when we get to heaven, I, I, listen, I'm so glad the streets are of transparent gold. It's going to be something to see. Amen. I'm glad for the holy city and the gates of pearl. But, <laughs> friend of mine, my greatest desire is to see the one who took my place on the cross and suffered my punishment so that I could live in that place with him forever. I want to see my Redeemer. I want to see my Savior. I want to see the my protector, the one that I ran to. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, you know, I, I have I am I have fled from the wrath to come. The Bible said we are persecuted in the New Testament, but we are not destroyed. Why? Because we have a protector because there is one who became a shield for us from the devil who wants to destroy us and who God from from God who was obligated to judge us for our sins Jesus stood as a shield for us our glory and the lifter of our head and when I see Jesus, I'm not going to notice, the, <laughs> I'm not going to notice and be thinking about gates and beautiful walls and all of the celestial beauty of that city. Amen. I love what David said about his love and devotion to the Lord. One thing have I desired. That will I seek after that I may inquire at thy temple and behold, Thy beauty. Praise God. I, I want to fall at His feet. I want to fall at His feet. And if He would let me, if He would just allow me to get up from that, that deep reverential worship and just, you know, I believe that He holds His arms out. I believe Jesus holds His arms out. You know Why? Because they couldn't have stretched Him out on that cross if He didn't hold His arms out. Amen. I want you to know that because there was nothing made that He didn't make before Abraham was. He existed. He just took on flesh. That's all. The only weak part of Him was that flesh, just like it is with us. But I want you to know this was God in flesh and if he had wanted to they could have never harmed him they could have never hurt him but he stretched out his arms and let them nail him to the cross amen as a lamb dumb before his shearers, he opened not his mouth. And because he opened his arms to be crucified and to take our punishment, I believe he'll open his arms to hug us when we get home and let us hug him back. I don't believe he will be beyond our touch and beyond touching us. Hallelujah. Thank God that God, the second person of the Godhead, Jesus Christ, took on flesh and became one of us in that respect and one with us, hallelujah, that he might in our behalf take our place as our sacrificed lamb upon the cross. And so David said, amen, in praising his protector, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer. My God, my strength, in Him will I trust. My buckler, my shield, and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Praise God. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised amen hallelujah if it doesn't sound too irreverent the psalmist is saying that he's so filled with love for the lord he just wants to slide up real close to the lord and hug him amen you know one of the disciples john he was called saint john the beloved you know why because they all had a relationship with Jesus and they all followed him closely until the fear came when they saw him taken to the cross and they didn't understand what was happening and fear gripped them. But the Bible said of John, he was that disciple that laid his head on Jesus' breast. A friend of mine, this... did. You know, it would seem that God is too great and too high above us for that kind of relationship. But when I read of Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, the Jesus that allowed and invited John, a man, to lay his head on his bosom. John knew him in a way. That I don't believe Peter yet knew him, but came to know him. He knew him in intimacy. He knew him in loving kindness. He knew his gentleness. Children ran to him. The disciples said, get back, get back, leave him alone. And he said, let them come suffer. The little children come unto me of such is the kingdom of heaven let them come and he embraced them and he said something to you and me didn't he he said except you become as a little child you can't see the kingdom of god you cannot enter the kingdom of god something about the sincerity the purity of heart the purity of motive here amen we've all felt this way haven't we about someone we love How many have just felt their heart fill up with love for a child or a mate (laughs) and just for no reason we want to reach out and hug them. This is the emotion felt by Mary Magdalene when she encountered the risen Christ. Amen. In John 20 and verse 17 and by the disciples when they saw him also in Matthew 28 and verse 9 considering all the Lord has done for us and how he loves us and has made a way for us to be saved. Our hearts should be filled with the same kind of love for him. Hallelujah. I will love thee, O Lord. And then he says, my strength. Nine times in the first two verses, David uses the personal possessive pronoun, my you realize that my is the first pronoun learned by most children. <laughs> they say like my toys, my house, my room. This is just their childish way of stating that they know what belongs to them. What David is doing is expressing simple childlike faith in his relationship with the Lord. He's telling us that he's totally dependent upon the Lord for everything, for every ounce of strength that david received from god came from god hallelujah verse 2 second stanza in the song of victory he says the lord is my rock my fortress my deliverer hallelujah my strength in whom i will trust my buckler my shield the horn of my salvation. David is stating in the strongest of terms that his God is a personal and powerful God and faithful God. In his relationship with him and in God and his relationship with him David finds all the strength he needs to make it through all the perils of life and all of the threats that we have, listen folks, we live in a faulty body. We live in a fallen world. We have a formidable foe. That's why the Bible said we are persecuted. We are pers- and, and you know what that actually means? It means pursued as a deer is pursued. As a hunter is pursuing a deer. Just like our open, opening statement, we are persecuted, chased as a deer in the New Covenant. Who's chasing us? The devil, the roaring lion, he, the hunter. He walketh about seeking whom he may destroy. We, we're not running from him in fear of him, but in respect for the fact that we're told to be sober and vigilant in light of the fact that we have a formidable foe. And we, without God as our shield, would be a prey, for him him to come and destroy. We are chased as a deer, but we're not destroyed. Why? Because thou... Oh Lord, art a shield. For praise your protector today, and you will have his protection. Trust in him. Lean hard on him. But don't just plead as if he, he might not hear you and he might not help you. Amen. When he protects us, he is just being what he promised to be to us. Thou, oh Lord, art what? A shield for me my glory and the lifter of my head so as far as david is concerned in god and in his relationship with him david finds all the strength he needs to make it through life we have a faithful father we live in a faulty body we live in a fallen world but we and we have a formidable foe but we have a faithful father hallelujah These eight metaphors that David uses to describe God and His power in our life. God is our stability. God is our safety. God is our Savior. (laughs) Amen. God is our stability. David describes God in this psalm as a rock. When everything else in the world is being tossed and twisted, God forever remains the same. He's always stable. Hallelujah. Amen. He never changes. God is our safety. David said God's like a fortress. This surely has reference to the lofty mountain citadels to which he fled when he was running from Saul. David reminds us that the Lord. Uh, that the Lord is a place of safety for which we can flee in times of adversity and trial. <laughs> Hallelujah. The name of the Lord is what? A strong tower. The righteous runneth into it. And we are safe. God is our Savior. David refers, refers to the Lord as his deliverer. This word refers to one who saves, one who rescues. That That's why Jesus Was called Jesus. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, because he shall what save his people from their sins. It's a derivative of Joshua, who was such a great leader and considered a savior in Israel from the enemies that constantly surrounded them and tried to destroy them. Yeshua, (laughs) Hallelujah, Joshua, Jesus, a savior who saves us from our sins praise god for his saving grace today god is our sovereign david refers to him as god the word l here refers to god as the almighty god this word pictures god as one who is over all things and one who is in control of all things and we, as saints of God, should surely rejoice in the knowledge that everything that happens in God's plan uh, for our eternal good, everything that happens in God's plan for our eternal good, amen, He is in control. That's why Romans eight twenty eight was written, Times like these, all things, even this thing, works together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. God is our strength. David tells us in this psalm that God is all we need. Folks, we can ever rejoice in the fact that the Lord God of heaven will be the strength of our lives. None of of us knows what we will face as we go through the years of our lives, but we can know that God is in heaven will give us the strength we need because he didn't stay in heaven. He came down, the second person of the Godhead, took our place on the cross and then ascended to heaven and to make intercession for us and sent the Holy Spirit to keep the promise. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. God is our shield. David calls the Lord a buckler which simply means a shield. When trouble comes into our life, sometimes the Lord uh, uh, kind of seems like, where is God? Where is God? Amen. There's times when we put our trust in Him and He shields us a man steps between his children and the intended result of that trial to harm irreparably and to destroy completely. No, he is a shield for us. Hallelujah. His child and the storm that is coming, God will always offer himself as a shield for us, our glory and the lifter of our head. I love it when the Lord is my shield. How about you? Amen. I'm glad I have faith in His faithfulness, in His loving kindness, in His tenderness. And his powerfulness, and not just faith in my faith, so that my faith, and, and whether it is at the optimum when I'm under attack, is, is, is my only hope, no, no, even when I'm weak like that deer, and I can't run anymore, but I see my protector, hallelujah, and I just Get to Him. That's all I have to do is just... You, you. Listen, you can't run from trouble, dear friend, but you can run to God when trouble comes. Amen. And, and, and when the pleading turns to praising, hallelujah, then you can declare, Thou, O Lord, art a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. God is our security in this psalm. God will always deliver if we always trust Him and wait upon Him. Here the Lord is called the horn of my salvation. The horn is the symbol of strength and conquest. When David calls God the horn of salvation, he's saying the Lord is the strength of salvation and that in His salvation we have absolute consolation and confidence and assurance. Amen. And finally, he says, God is our supply. In his last metaphor, David says, the Lord is our high tower. <laughs> this refers to the great towers that were built around ancient cities. From these towers, soldiers could look down on their attackers, send volleys of arrows down on their heads. These towers were usually stocked with ammunition supplies. When the soldiers ran to the high tower, they were above the battle. They were in a place of rest, refreshment, and ready supply. (laughs) Glory be to God. My God shall supply. If we are walking with him, trusting in him, my God shall supply. My God shall supply. Let's take that out of the money uh, part and let's put it into the everything we need part. Amen. Because there's a lot of things money can't buy, like peace and assurance and this sense of being so well protected in the day of trouble. You see, God is the same for the child of God. When the battle rages about us, we run to Him and we're lifted above our enemies and we find rest and refreshment we need to be able to fight the battles and win them surely we can rejoice in the knowledge that the lord is ever there for us in the day of trouble and in the day of battle and we can remember what 1st samuel 17:47 says the battle is the lord's hallelujah that's how we fight The good fight of faith by getting into that place where we can declare the battle is the Lord's. Amen. David says, because he discovered God's faithfulness, he's emboldened. He said, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So I shall be saved from my enemies. We used to sing it. I will call upon the Lord. For He is worthy to be saved. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Glory be to God. Today, I want you to do something. If you have pled with Him for protection, it's time now to rest in His faithfulness and to praise Him because He is your protector. And to be able to say with David of old, Thou, O Lord... Are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Amen. Thou, O Lord, art a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. To me, this defines the shield of faith as part of our armament in the New Testament. Because if the shield of faith is nothing more than a force within us. And our faith wavers. Or our faith shapes because of the trauma and the trouble and the battle that rages. Then what happens? Are we left to be destroyed because we have no shield? No. Not when God is your shield. Because when you are weak like that deer And you can't run from your trouble any further. And it looks like there is no way out because the destroyer is gaining on you and you're too weak to run. Don't run to the bottle. Don't run to the needle if you're not a Christian today. Don't do that anymore. God understands what you're running from. And He wants you to quit running from the depression, the brokenness, the fearfulness, and He wants you to run to Him. And if you will repent of your sins and run to Him, He will welcome you with open arms. (laughs) And if you receive Christ as your Savior, you will be protected from the one who wants to destroy you. You will be in a safe place he'll seal you with the Holy Spirit unto the day of redemption all the way to the end amen Christian today if you're still trembling it's time to rest in the Lord right where you are even if you feel fearful right now raise your hands and start praising your protector because he's keeping his promise to never leave you and never forsake you and you'll be able to say after you quit praising him thou o lord are the shield for me my glory and the lifter of my head